Calm Waters by Victor Droje. It was his turn to speak. He sat upright to feel confident, cleared his throat, <clears> sipped <throat> on some water, then muttered vague words. He just stared into a bit of empty space in the corner, ignoring the presence of the other people in the room. A voice from the left side of the room politely and calmly said, What do you have to share with us, sir? We know it is your first time here, so please don't feel pressure to speak. We are all in the same boat. He cleared his throat again and began. You see, I always like listening to people and hear their struggles. It gives me the motivation to work hard so I have resources to give such people. I have always desired to help people. It gives me this kind of unexplainable thrill. To see the faces of those I want to help yearn for that which I have and that which I'm about to give them. It is sort of joy I live for. Most of them want money. Others want to be free in a way, but they don't know it. I decide what their freedom is and how they attain it. One time like that, I found this lady standing in the rain and offered her a lift. She refused, but I insisted because it is who I am, you know. Anyway, I got her to where she wanted to go and she hurriedly jumped out of my car, crying. I mean, she got help, no? I had done nothing wrong. All I did was compliment her looks and a few taps on her shoulder here and there. Nothing special, you know? It just got a bit so much and I read in one of those papers that women don't like that sort of thing. Some call it sexual abuse. Speaking of the topic, there is a case of this girl, Tade. She herself had been victim of sexual abuse. She had endured much turmoil as a child. No one ever believed her story. She dared not mention it to anyone, not even to her so-called elders at church. But here she was, many years later, staring at her daughter as she sobbingly said, hoping to find comfort in her mother, brother touched me. He touched me. Akinola is her mother's brother. She would fondly call Uncle Akin or brother. He is her mom's confidant. He stood by her mother through the many years she suffered sexual harassment as a teenager. She would often say about her brother, I wish you came before me. I know if you were older and stronger, you would have fought for me. You would have protected me. Akinola would cry with her sister any time he saw her cry, even though he couldn't understand why. Tade and Akinola got very close as they grew older. They were inseparable. Akinola was the only one who believed her story about the many forced sexual intercourse she endured in the hands of their uncle. Time has passed. Tade now lives with her brother in a comfortable house with her daughter. She has tried her hands on a few things to attain financial independence, especially because of her young daughter, but hasn't built anything sustainable. Akinola gladly supports his sister and her daughter. He loves them. They love him. She likes to think he is her only family. She lost her father in her early years. Her uncle and mother died in a car accident. Life can be cruel. It dishes out what you didn't ask for. We seem to have no control of how it treats us. If only it could always play fair. Perhaps we would courageously take on each day with a sense of hope. Tade hasn't had it easy. 
life really shouldn't add to her problems. She has had enough to deal with, but Tade wasn't so lucky. She could see the fear in her daughter's eye as she sobbed. Her life flashed in front of her. A bloodline pattern's real? Does a beast you refuse to confront come back to hunt again? She wondered. She thought about herself as a little girl, violated and scared. Is this really happening again? My brother, her uncle, the product of an abuse is now being abused too? She wondered whether to dismiss her daughter's allegations like her own stories were dismissed, but she couldn't bear the guilt. She knew there had come some truth to it, at least. But then she thought about her brother, her confidant, her benefactor, her only family. She wasn't ready to disturb calm waters. She looked at her daughter, leaned over, kissed her on the forehead and said, go and wash the plates. You see, the thing is, I am not Akinola whom I speak of. One afternoon last week, I overheard my niece speak to Tade about what I had done to her. I thought she was lonely and she needed some company, you know? I mean, I bought her things and she seemed happy with our little arrangement. Tade's knowledge of this has broken my heart and I cannot imagine how she feels. I saw her go through it all as a teenager with no one else to run to except me. Now it's her daughter and I'm the cause. What Tade does not know is our uncle did the same to me as he did to her. This is the first time I'm opening my mouth to tell anyone this, but that's a story for another, if it will again ever be told. I can't stand to look Tade in the eye. I've been avoiding her these past two weeks. Two hours ago, I made a conscious decision I believe will be the solution to all this mess. Two hours ago, I injected myself with some harmful substance. I think I only have 45 minutes or thereabouts left. Please give this letter to Tade. It says it all. And please, tell her I'm extremely sorry. I just didn't know how to stop. I will leave now. Don't attempt to follow me. There is nothing you can do to stop it. You'll find my body at the end of the bridge.